as we are now entering into this Advent season, as we're entering into this season where we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. As we enter into this new moment, Lord God, we thank you that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us. And Father, we just invite your presence in the midst. We invite you in this place this morning, God. Father, as the faces differ, so does the needs in this house this morning. But I'm asking you one thing, God, that we will not leave this place the same way we came, but we'll leave knowing that we have heard from on high. So Father, I pray that you will minister a rhema word to your people, Lord God. Father, I decrease that you might increase, Lord God, and that you might receive all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. So now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. You may take your seats. As you're sitting down, I, I want you just to lock eyes with a neighbor real quick this morning, and we're going to introduce this message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at, don't look at me. Look at somebody. Find somebody. Look at somebody. Amen. Smile at them. Tell them they look great. They look, you lost 20 pounds. You look fabulous. Praise the Lord. And I, I want you to say these words to them. Say, neighbor, neighbor. I'm not in trouble. I'm just in transition. I want you to tell somebody else that. Say, neighbor, I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. Amen, 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 amen. I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. I know it might smell like trouble, but God is just transitioning me. I know it might look like all hell is breaking loose, but he's just changing me. He's just doing something new in my life. I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. And as I was praying about what the Lord would have me to share, you see, I, you know, sometimes God give you thoughts and give you ideas. He said, well, maybe that's not for now. Maybe that's for another time, another season. But this thing kept waking me up. And I said, okay, Lord, I, 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 I'll, I'll share this for because I believe that this word is for some of us today that are going through some, some, some things that you will call trouble. And what you're calling trouble, God is calling transition. Amen. We just read in the scripture in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. Amen. Of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. We have to understand that we are God's workmanship. That we are God's masterpiece. Why don't you tell your neighbor, I'm God's masterpiece. Yeah, you, you're God's masterpiece. Amen. Amen. You're not just a piece. You're God's masterpiece. Amen. And, 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 and I like this because you have to understand that when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you begin to follow after him and after his life and after his ways and after his word. He begins to do some things on the inside of you. He begins to transition you. He begins to change you. We read about this in the book of Jeremiah chapter 18. And the prophet Jeremiah heard this word from the Lord and God said to the word came, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and it says go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message so I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working on the wheel he's talking about the potter now but the pot was but the pot that he was shaping from clay was marred 
marred. When we hear that word marred, that word marred means decay. It means ruined. So in other words, of everything that was working in the potter's hand, the clay that was being molded in the potter's hand was ruined. It, it, it was decaying in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. <laughs> then the word of the Lord came to me and said, can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in my hand, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. God was paying a wonderful picture for his people, but that picture is also symbolizing us. That when we come into God's hands, the Bible says we are born and we are shaped in iniquity. But what begins to happen as we are marred in God's hand, he begins to mold us and he begins to make us into his masterpiece. And I love what it says in Jeremiah because it says shaping at as it seemed best to him. As it seems best to him. We have to understand that when God begins to mold us and shape us into his masterpiece, it's according to his goodwill. And the reason I'm saying that you're not in trouble, you're in transition, because God would many times use trouble to transition you. To push you into his perfect will. He will make you uncomfortable at times. He will rock the boat, if you will. Come on now. He'll shake up the nest so you can fly on out. And even though you might be frustrated, you might be angry, you might be cussing and fussing and all those different things, but he's trying to get you somewhere. Where we say, Lord, I want more, I want more, I want more. But he has to get you to the more. And sometimes he will use trouble to cause you to transition. We're a clay in the potter's hand. God, you are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. This is what I pray. <laughs> the songs that change my heart, oh God. <laughs> make it ever true. Make me just like you. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is, is not a reward for good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Verse 10 says, but we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So that we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. God knew you would be in this church this morning. He knew you would be hearing this word this morning. He prepared in advance before we were even born, before we were even here, that today will happen. And if you accepted him and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are God's masterpiece. He's working on you. He's molding you. Nobody's perfect. I've been saying more than half my life now. I'm still not perfect. But he's still working on me. He still has me. He's, he, he's, he, he, he's still working some things out of me. He'll do it to the day we die. But I'm not in trouble. I'm just in transition. I'm just in transition. He's using these things that I'm going through to mold me, to make me into his image. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 3, verse 18, but we, but, but we all 
with open face beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord we are growing from glory to glory from faith to faith that means that as you are walking in your faith with God you're going deeper you're experiencing him in ways that you never experienced him before you're seeing his power in ways that you never seen it before that's what it means when it says we're going from faith to faith you're going from not just a shallow faith but now you add in depth to your faith you're going deeper in your faith you added some width and some breath to your to your faith you see we start with small faith but now we exercised our faith and now we got stronger in our faith and we're going for one realm of glory one understanding one illumination of God to a different revelation of God so now I knew God as my savior but now I know God as my Lord and now I don't just know God as my Lord but now I know God as my healer and I don't know just God as my healer but now I know God as my restorer and I don't just know God as my restorer now I know God as my way maker. Now I know God as my, my mind regulator. Now I know God as this and, and God as that. And, and you see, you keep growing because you have greater experiences with him. God will use trouble to transition you. What we sometimes call trouble, God is calling transition. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 26 and as we're going to this Advent season amen next Sunday we're kicking off a new uh, message series called the gifts of Christmas and I encourage you to be with us amen all the way to Christmas Sunday amen we'll be here Christmas Day amen aka my birthday praise the Lord but we'll be here Christmas amen we'll be celebrating the goodness of the Lord amen he is the reason for the season amen and so in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 26 we hear the story about the Virgin Mary Amen. And Mary was minding her own business. She was just being a faithful follower of God, being a devoted follower of her Savior. The Bible says in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that's a cousin, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married. She was engaged, y'all, to get married. Okay, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings. Now imagine you, you're minding your business, and all of a sudden, this angelic visitation just begins to happen. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now for some of us, we'll be shouting and jumping like, oh my God, God is with me. Did you hear the angel? He just said, God is with me. But what did Mary do? The Bible says Mary was greatly troubled at his words. She was troubled. She said, why would he say highly favored? Why would he greet me? What type of, 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 of greeting is this? Remember what we, we call trouble, God calls transition. She was troubled by what she heard. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. In other words, chill. Calm that down. Have two seats, ma'am. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. God 
disrupted this young woman's life. Now, many believe Mary was a teenager when she conceived Jesus. Her plan was, I'm going to marry Joseph. Me and Mary and Joe are going to get married. We're going to live forever after. We're going to just live our life and just be faithful and just do what we have to do. But God had a different plan. You see, God allows trouble or he'll trouble us because that's your plan. That's not his plan. Do you want God's plan? Or do you want your plan? I know so many people who went to college because they thought they were going to do this particular, you, 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 you know, have this particular career. And, and so they, they spent all this money and just, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to have this career. I'm, I'm going to do this. And then the Lord transitions them. Because that was never God's plan. That was their, their, their plan. Mary had to come to a place where she said, Lord, <laughs> it's not about what I want, you know. If you keep on reading the, the, the text, she, she says, you know what? Be it done unto me according to thy word. In, in other words, not my will, but God's will be done. God will use trouble to wake you up. He would use trouble to get your attention. He will allow a storm to come out of nowhere. <laughs> to shake you so he can transition you. We've been speaking all throughout these last 11, now go almost 12 months, about 2016 is our sweet 16. Amen. We, we are crossing over into our promise. But you can claim that all you want. But if you're not in alignment with the plan of God, you'll just keep talking, but you'll never possess what God has for you. I'm not in trouble. I'm just in transition. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just in transition. I got a bad doctor's report, but I'm just in transition. Know, I, know, I know on the outside it looks bad. I, I know, but God is using this to transition me. He's using this to position me, to posture me for my purpose, for my, 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 my destiny. I, I might be going through a bump in my relationship right now, but he's using this to mold me, to make me into what he created me to be. Sometimes there are things that are deep inside of us that we don't even know that's there. And what he does is the way hot water attacks a tea bag. All the stuff just begins to come out as you dip the tea bag in the hot water. And the hotter the water, the greater the flavor of the tea. Sometimes there's some things that are locked up inside of you that God will allow you to get in a bath of hot water. Because there's some things. Now, there's some good things that you don't know that are lying dormant in you. Ah, but there's also some things that are inside of you that he wants to take out of you. Sometimes we have unforgiveness and we have bitterness and we have jealousy and we have insecurities and we have these things. And God is saying, if I don't deal with these things right now, it's going to disrupt your destiny. It's, it's, it's going to derail you from the purpose that I have for you. So I will allow you to go through trouble. So I can transition you. I will allow you to go through it. I allow because you are my masterpiece and I want to work some stuff out of you. I want to mold you. I, I want to make you. I want you to be my prized possession so I can show the world just how beautiful you are. God's not going to show some half done clay. <laughs> and even once the clay is molded, it still has to go into an oven. 
Y'all quiet in here this morning. You were created for the master's purpose. You were created for the master's purpose. Mary had a purpose. She didn't even know her purpose until God troubled her. And through the trouble, her destiny was revealed. Some of you came to Christ that way. You were going through some troubles in your life. You were going through some issues. You were going through some problems that you could not handle on your own. And you needed some divine assistance. And that's how you came to Christ. You saw your need for a savior. He used the trouble to get you on path with him. And for some of you who have been saved, some of you who are saved, he will still use trouble. To get you on path with him. It's almost like if trouble is like an anchor. And the moment you get off track, something comes up to push you back where you need to be. Let me tell you that when you're in trouble, you pray your best prayers, baby. Woo, glory be to God. You pray, you pray your best prayers. Amen. You be, I mean, just stuff happen. You're the first one in church. You're the last one to leave. Let me tell you something. You fast so much, you turn so many plates down. It's not even funny. Come on now. Some of you fasted for Thanksgiving. Like, Lord, I need God. I'm in trouble. I need him to come through for me. I can eat turkey later. I need Jesus. That's how serious you are. And what I'm saying to you is that God will use these things to help you to get what you need to be in life. He told Mary, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Go through this because at the end of this thing, you're going to come out winning on the other side. And you have to understand that weeping made endure for night. Weeping, crying. Overwhelmed, tired, stressed, angry, frustrated, irritated, just for a night. But morning comes, the joy will come. The joy will come. You have to understand that what you're going through, it's temporal. I'll say that again. What you're going through, it's temporary. It is temporal. <laughs> it's not the end result. That's why you have to be careful not to make a long-term decision in a short trial. Because some of you, when you go through momentary things, you want to make a long-term decision. <laughs> oh, help me, Lord, this morning. <laughs> help me, Jesus, this morning. And God is saying, I need you to know that even in this trouble, even in this thing that you're going through, I'm using it for my glory. I'm using it for my glory. You are created for the master's purpose. You're created for the master's purpose. The Bible says in the book of, of, of Psalms, chapter 139, verse 13 through 16, says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days, all the days ordained 
ordained for me were written in your book before one of can even before one of them even came to be. God has said, I know you. Even before the seed hit the egg, I knew you. Before you was even thought, before your parents even got together, I knew you. I knew you. I, I know you. I, I, I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a destiny for you. All the days of your life are never. God knows the day you were born. God knows the day you're going to die. He knows it all. And there's, there's no shock. There's no surprise in God. He's not shocked. Oh my God, you're going through this. No, no, no. He knows. And because he knows, that's why he wants us to come to him. Because we are created for his purpose. His purpose. Sometimes God's purpose is so contrary to what we think we should do with our lives. I got saved at the age of 15. At the age of 16, he said, I called you to preach. I'm like, okay, that's nice. All right, I'm still in high school, though. <laughs> that's nice. Singing in the choir, doing church activities. Went to school, got a job, started a career. But I still call you to preach. So I said, okay, that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice, Lord. All right, whenever you're ready, God, okay. That's nice. Got married, and right before I got married, he said, your ministry's going to take off as soon as you get married. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. That's nice. A year after I got married is where we started the gathering church. That was not my plan. Trust me, it was not my plan. It's not my plan at all. But I'm telling you this because when you surrender to God's perfect plan, there's no other place you'd rather be. I'm telling you. I'm not in this place depressed. Oh, I got a pastor. He ruined my life. I could have been doing something else with my 20s and my 30s. Oh, my God, this is just crazy. All oh, these people got problems. They're just getting on my nerve. No, 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 no. Then I don't need to pastor then. That means that that purpose, his purpose, is not in me. That's, he didn't call me to do that. But when you've been called according to his purpose, the desire is in you. You might fight with him because you might feel inadequate for what he's called you to do. But that means in your weakness, he is made strong to give you the grace to do what he's called you to do. But you have to get to a place where you surrender to him. I want to build a career. I want to do this. I want to do all these different things. But let me tell you something. Everything that I desire, God has already given to me and more. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. All the things that you desire will be added to you. When you do it his way, it is the best way. I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. I'm in transition. I'm in transition. Do you know your purpose? You're a masterpiece. What, what, what are you? What, what type of masterpiece are you? Are you a, a cup? Are you, what are you? A pot? What, what, what's your purpose? Do you know your purpose? I'm speaking to believers. If you don't believe, you don't know your purpose because you don't know God. I'm talking about those who know Jesus. I'm talking about those. I'm saying I'm born again. I feel, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? You got to know your purpose. What, what, what is, your, what, what is your, your, your purpose? If you don't know the, the purpose of a thing, you have to go to the person who created the thing. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say cell phone, what's your purpose if I don't know what a cell phone is? I could use a cell phone as a fork or something to eat food I'm using for the wrong reasons. I have to go to Apple and say, what is the purpose of this? Oh, this is an iPhone. Oh, it's a phone. Oh, I put it to my ear. Do I put it to my ear like this? No, no, you hold it a certain way. This is the purpose. That's why this little niche is made here because that's the speaker. And this is the microphone area. You have to learn the purpose. Do you know the purpose of your life? Could you be abusing yourselves and not even know it? Because you don't understand your purpose. You've been wasting time. And you're getting frustrated because you're going through all this trouble because God is trying to transition you to your purpose. But you're just fighting him every step of the way. No, 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 no. And you're getting mad. God is angry at me. God cursed me. God forgot me. No, baby. God is trying to transition you. He's trying to get your attention. Uh-huh. I laugh when we get ourselves in a pickle in a bind and we want God to get us out. Like he, like, like, like he got to do it. Because you prayed a prayer. Because you prayed that one time. Because you turned out one plate for prayer and fasting. Because you got on the 5 a.m. prayer call just one time that month. Because you came to prayer just one time. Now God has to do it, right? He just has to just do everything just that quick, fast, and hurry. Because you, you turned down one plate. Sometimes God will just let you sit. Look what Jesus did to his best friend, Lazarus. Lazarus was sick. They sent word, hey, Jesus, your friend, Lazarus, um, he's sick. He's deathly ill. She said, okay, okay, but I'm, 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 I'm doing my father's business. Okay? Um, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Come on, they need you. You're healing the sick. You're doing your thing. He needs that right now. I'll get there. I'm doing this right now. Jesus, um, Lazarus is dead. He died. As a matter of fact, he's buried. He's been buried for four days, Jesus. So Jesus, I don't, I don't even know why you want to come now, but you can come comfort, you know, his, his sisters, Mary and Martha. You can just come, come, come do that. And Jesus is like, this is the perfect time now for me to, to come in. And, and Jesus told his, told his disciples, I have to go wake him up. And Jesus said, he's sleeping, but I thought he was dead. Because you don't understand the purpose of a thing. So we look at death and call it and, and, and just say, hey, your dead is over. God looks at death and call it sleep. We, 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 we take communion and it says many of you have fallen asleep. He ain't talking about falling asleep in church. He's talking about many of you, some of you died because it was sent in the camp and you didn't repent. Read that text again. Read that text again. So here's Jesus waiting until the last minute to, to do something. God will sometimes allow you to wait because he wants to exercise his purpose and his plan through your life. Read John 11 when you get a chance. That's the whole account. Jesus get there. Martha's like, if you had been here, Jesus, this wouldn't have happened. And some of you have a Martha spirit. Lord, you're too late. I prayed, I fasted, I cried, I came to church, I paid my tithe, I did everything, and it still didn't happen. I still got evicted. I still lost my marriage. I still had this. I still had this. I still lost my job. Oh, hell still broke loose. I, 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 I still lost my car. They still, they, 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 they still came against me. And God is saying, I'm just setting the stage, baby. You're not in trouble. 
You're in transition. I got you. I got you. I got you. God told Moses, hey, 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 Moses, go, go, go to Pharaoh, go to Egypt, so I'm let my people go. But guess what? I'm not, I'm a heart of his heart, so he don't let my people go. Huh? What, God? Wait, 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 wait. You telling me you want me to go to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, but you're going to harden Pharaoh's heart so he don't let your people go. What is wrong with you? Are you crazy, God? What? what? My thoughts are not your thoughts. These are my ways are your ways. I, I, you're not in trouble. You're in transition. What would God do something so crazy? You know, I do something so crazy because if the first time Moses went to, 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 to Egypt and told Pharaoh, let my people go, the people of God would have went out broke. Read the text. He allowed all those plagues to happen because he was setting the stage. Sometimes God will allow hell to break loose so he can set the stage to flex his muscle to show that he is the sovereign God and he's the maker of heaven and earth. And you might find yourself in a position today when you feel like all hell is breaking loose. But just like God told Moses, he said, go and I will be with you. Tell the people I am that I am. In other words, I am all that you need me to be and even though you might be saying God get me out this situation and I'm not getting out this situation but God is setting the stage to flex his muscle he's setting the stage what happens after all the plagues the last plague is when the firstborn died the firstborn died after that Pharaoh was so beat up he was so disgusted he said, just take your people and get out of here. Just go. Just, just get now. Just get. Just, just go. And the Bible says the Israelites went with all the fortunes of Egypt. In other words, all of the slave masters said, here, take the gold. Take the silver. Take the bronze. Take it. They bankrupt the economy overnight. They shook up a system overnight because God flexed his muscle. He hardened Pharaoh's heart so they can go forth with everything that they needed. My God shall supply all of your needs. According to your riches in Christ. Maybe you didn't get that job because you're looking at a temporary situation, but God sees long term. Pastor, but I thought he was going to be the one. I thought he was going to be my husband. But God sees long term. That juggle was going to turn on you. You better run. Amen. So many times I got frustrated with the Lord when we were trying to look for a church building. And every time we come, the city would say, no, 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 no. I mean, we, I mean, whoo. Pastor, we, we saved so much money. We were ready. We were like, okay. I mean, remember that time we, 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 we had the, 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 the um, community care celebration at the Hackensack High School. We was like, next Sunday we'll be in our building. Woo! And the door went clank, shut. I was angry. I was frustrated with God. I felt so defeated coming before the people of God that Sunday afterwards. We'll say, we're still at the chapel. I'm so sorry. We didn't prayed and fasted and, and raised over 20 grand to move in a matter of five months. And I had to go before God's people said, 
It didn't work out. Talking about the spirit went lower down service that day. You talk about worship dragon. <laughs> talking about let faith arise. Faith was not arising nowhere that Sunday. You remember, y'all remember that Sunday from your old gatherers? I went home. I said, God, you got to do something. And I got frustrated, but God was saying, I am setting the stage for the gathering church. If you just wait one more year, just 13 months, that's all we had to wait. If you just wait just 13 months, I got to, I have a 10th anniversary gift for you that's going to blow. You want a banquet, but I got a building for you. See, see, you get frustrated because things are not working, but you're not in trouble. You're in transition, baby. You're in transition. He's shifting some things around for you to show how powerful and how great he is. Don't get, it's not your boss. God is allowing that to happen. It wasn't really Pharaoh that was doing it. Saying, I, no, God was hardening Pharaoh's heart. <laughs> God said, I, I'm going to get you every drop out of this thing. <laughs> I, I pride for this loan, but this loan didn't go through. That's all right, baby. So what that loan didn't go through? God is going to hook you up. Just wait. Stop trying to manipulate and make it happen. Just wait. But pastor, time is ticking away. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Just wait. I know you can't think of no other way but that way right now. But who says God has to come through the door? Maybe God wants to come through the window. If you really trust God, maybe he'll just come on through the wall. He makes a way out of no way. Mama God is not always obvious. <laughs> He's not an obvious God sometimes. He moves in ways that you can't even fathom. I'm pretty sure Moses went back frustrated so many times. Like, God, wait a minute. You sent me. To the, the Bible says even the Israelites turned on Moses. It's like, what kind of leader are you? You both be leading us out, and every time, every time, every time he, you go to him, he say no, and, and these plagues, all this stuff keep happening. <laughs> and God said, I'm just setting the stage. You're not in trouble. You're in transition. Going back to Jesus and Lazarus. Martha saying, you should have been here, Lord. You should have been here. You should have been here. You should have, you should have been here. If thou wouldest believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. If you would believe, you will see the glory. What's the glory? God's hand. God's might. God's power. Some of you in some places right now where you need to see God's hand. You need to see God's might. You need to see God's power. But I'm telling you, you have to have faith. You have to believe. Don't lose your faith in the midst of the transition. There have been so many people who have been close to their miracle, close to their blessing, but because they lost their faith, they lost their miracle. Don't lose your faith in the transitioning. Don't lose your faith. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Tell your neighbor, hold on to your faith. 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 I'm totally off my notes anyway. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. I know it seems crazy, 
But I'm telling you, God is cooking something up for you. God is cooking something up for you. I know you might taste it. It might seem bitter right now. But God is cooking up something for you. He is cooking up something for you. You see, God takes the ingredients of life to make a wonderful meal for us. If I would just had salt by itself, it would taste disgusting. If I would just eat flour by itself, that tastes really disgusting. If I ate an egg raw by itself, it tastes disgusting. But if I take those ingredients and begin to work them together, oh my God, the best pancakes, the best bread, come on, the best meal you ever had. God would take the bitter moments of your life, the hardships of your life, the sour spots of your life, even with the sweet spots of your life, and he will make something beautiful from it. But you have to allow him to do it. Some of you are just stuck. I just got salt. I'm just sick of the salt. I'm just stuck. And God said, okay, let's get past the salt, baby. Just give me the salt so I can make something beautiful out of it. You're stuck just in one area because it's temporal. But you're making it like it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Don't build a house where God calls you, tells you to pitch a tent. Don't build a house when God tells you to pitch a tent. A tent is a temporary structure. It can be picked up and it can move. Don't be laying no foundation down and saying this is it. It's not it. That's how people get stuck. <laughs> Some of you relationship-wise, you, 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 was, you was caught in somebody and God said, he was just a tent, baby. He was just a tent. You try to make him a permanent structure. He was just a tent. That was just a tent. Don't make a temporary dwelling place it forever. It's not. It's not. We've been made endure for a night. It's just a season. It will change if you allow him to do it. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your faith. You're not in trouble. You're in transition. Don't get discouraged. Don't throw in the towel. Don't, you're wasting time. Just say, God, help me. Give me the strength to get through it. Martha and Mary had to lose their brother, Lazarus. But the good thing is that when Jesus came, he came at the right time. Not at the time they wanted him to come, but at the time they needed him most to come. Jesus said, take me to the tomb. Show me where he's buried at. They said, okay, Lord, why are we at the tomb? Why are we, why are we here? He dead, Jesus. It's been four days. He stinks right about now. He's decaying. Okay? That's it. We wrapped him up like a mummy. He's in the tomb. It's, it's over, Jesus. It's, it, 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 it's over. And some of you are saying, God is over. It's dead. It's gone, Lord. You, <laughs> Lord, don't play with my emotions. He's dead already. Just, just, just let it go, God. It's over. It's, it's over. You know, I, I kept hit my heart. I just, okay, he died. He didn't, you didn't come when I, I wanted you to come, Lord. But, you know, and God has said it's not over. You're still in transition. You didn't turn the page, but God didn't turn the chapter yet. 
you didn't turn the page, but God didn't turn the chapter yet. You're still in the same chapter. You just don't know it. He said, let me turn the page because a new page being a new chapter, not necessarily so. Because I could turn a new page and still be in the same chapter. You ain't moved yet because God didn't move yet. He said, roll away the stone. What? Roll away the stone? Are you, are, are, are you serious? He stink, God. He dead. You too late. I said, you know what? Just do what he tell you to do. Roll away the stone. So everybody's looking like, okay, what's going to happen now? Because he died. We, we bear, I, I was one of the poor bearers. We, we took them in. That was, that's, that's a dead circumstance. That's a dead situation. And now I'm coming back from that. And Jesus said three words. Just three words. And I love God because God is so specific. He knows your name. He, know, he knows you. He didn't say, come forth. Some theologians said, if he said, come forth, everything that was there would just came alive because he was God. He was resurrection power. Everything would be quaking and shaking and coming up out of the graves and different things would have been happening. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. The thing that you thought was dead, the thing that you thought was over, the thing that you said, you know what, God can't do this. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. Some of you had some death things right now. And you said, God, this is just too much trouble. I, I can't take it no more. I'm just going to be defeated from this thing. And God is saying, no, 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 no. Lazarus, come forth. He knows that thing by name. He knows that death thing by name. He knows that problem by name. He knows that circumstance by name. He knows that trouble by name. Lazarus, Shabo Sata, come forth. And God is saying, just because you turned the page doesn't mean I turned the chapter. I still got some things I want to do. Before 2016 is up, there's still some things that I want to do. Do not count me out. Do not get lost in the transition. You're not in trouble. You're in transition. And I will call the thing that is dead to come alive again. God has said, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling that thing that you thought was dead to come back to life again. You're not in trouble. You're not in trouble. R.W. Schombach said, you're not in trouble. All you need is faith in God. You don't have no trouble. All you need is faith in God. All you need is to best believe God and just trust God like you never trusted him before. All you need to just say, God, I trust you. I put you on the line. You know what trust is? Trust is coming to the place where you cannot figure it out. You can't figure it out. You're not that smart. You can't do it by yourself. You need some super to your natural. That's why it's called supernatural. Because naturally you cannot make it happen. 
You need some divine help. You need some divine assistance. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the power of God to help you in this circumstance. And some of you are in situations that only God himself can get you out of. Let me tell you something, your, your, your conniving ways, your slick Rick self, your sweet talking self, your pretty self, you can't get yourself out this one. You can't manipulate yourself out of this one. You can't rob Peter to pay Paul because you can't even pay Paul, let alone pay Peter. You need God. You need divine assistance. You need him to step in. You need to trust him today. But pastor, it looks like trouble. God said, no, baby. It's just transition. Take your neighbor. I'm just in transition. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know you smell the heat. I know you smell some, something burning. But it's just transition. That's all. I'm, I'm, he's just transitioning me. I know like a storm. I, I know I got my umbrella up, but he's just moving me. That's all. I'm, I'm just moving. He, he's, he's just changing some stuff. He's just working some stuff out of me. That's all. Uh-huh. Some of you are so, so critical, so, 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 so doubtful in your thinking. It's hard for you to even have faith. Because you're the what if person. What if? And what if? And what if? And what if this? And what if that? And what if? And God said, get your what ifs out the way. You can't even sleep at night. Because what if this happened? And what if that happened? And what if this happened? And what is that? And God is saying, chill. I'm God. I got this. I'm not surprised by your trouble. I know what you're going through. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. And we know, we know, I have an understanding. I have a revelation. I, I, I acknowledge something. I, I've come to a place to realize that we know that I, I, I know, I, I know that in all things, not just some things, not the things that you can see, but the things that I cannot see, the things that I cannot fathom, the things that I cannot understand. And we know that in all things, uh, the good things, uh, the bad things, uh, the ugly things, uh, the stinky things, uh, in all things, uh, in my sinful things, uh, the all things, uh, in all things, uh, in my home, uh, on my job, uh, in my body, in my relationships, in my future, in all things. Uh, and we know that in all things, uh, God works, uh, God works, uh, God works, uh, God works, uh, God is working, uh, God works, uh, God works. Uh, God works. God is working. I can't see him, but God is working. God works. God works. God is at work. God is at work in my home. God is at work in my marriage. God is at work in my body. God is at work in my finances. God is at work in my future. God is at work even with my past. God is working. You might try to work, but God is working. God is moving. God is shifting. God is changing. God is breaking through. God is healing. God is working. God is working. God is working. God is working for the good. For your good. For your good. For your best interest. For your life. 
He's looking the good out for you. For you. Why? Because you love him. Because you love him. Because you love him. If you love me, obey my commandments. Because you love him. Because you have a love for him. Why? Because he first loved you. That's why you loved him. Because he saved you. Because he delivered you. Because he healed you. Because he touched your mind when you thought you was going crazy. Because he touched your heart when your heart was broken in a thousand pieces. Because he healed your body when the doctor couldn't even diagnose what was wrong with you. Uh, he came through for you. Uh, that's why you love him. Because uh, he first loved you. Uh, in spite of you. Uh, in spite of your sin. Uh, in spite of your mess. Uh, in spite of your issue. In spite of your stuff. Uh, in spite of your junk. Uh, he loved you. That's why you love him. And the scripture says that we have been called and we know that in all things God works God works God works he's working right now as I'm talking he's working on somebody as I'm talking he's touching somebody as I'm working he's setting the stage right now he's about to flex his muscle he's about to show how sovereign he is I don't know about you but the God I serve is a bad God he's an awesome God he's a mighty God he's strong and powerful the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous they run into it and they are safe God is working. God works. For the good. For the good. Not for the bad. Not for the ugly. Not for your demise. But to build you up. To strengthen you. To position you. To align you. To adjust you. He's working for your good. He's working for your good. Because he loves you. He has good things for you. That's why we call him the good, good father. That's who he is. Because we're loved by him. The scripture says, who have been called according to his purpose? Who have been called according to his purpose? Not, not your purpose. Not how you want it, when you want it. His purpose. His purpose. His purpose. His purpose. He is divine and we are the branches. His divine purpose. His, his divine. Shaping it as it seemed best to him. His purpose. That's who he's working for. Not just because you just love him. Because you're called according to his purpose. If you're here, it's because he gave you a purpose. Now, now it's your job to find out what that purpose is. Uh, but he gave you a purpose. You have been called according to his purpose. His purpose. His plan. His blueprint. His map. His overview. His timetable. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. His timetable. His calendar. Mm -hmm. 
his workbook for your life. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's working it according to his plan. His plan. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Huh? Okay, so... This might not go according to the way I think it should go, but but I don't want I don't want you to stop that. I don't, I don't want you to be discouraged there because you say, well, if it's his ways, if his ways is is, is not my ways, but Bible says he's working for your good. So even though come out the way you thought would come out, it's for your good anyway. That means it's going to make you better anyway. But here I, I, I want to leave this with you, Ephesians three twenty. It says, but he will do exceedingly. He will do exceedingly. Just that exceedingly just, just linger for a second. Because we rush through it. See, sometimes we read the scriptures that become cliches and we don't we lose the depth and the revelation of the meaning. He said exceedingly. That means surpasses what you thinking. That means I'm flowing on a different realm than even your, 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 your little finite thinking right now. Exceedingly. <laughs> Abundantly. Well, that's another word right there. That's another word right there. Abundantly. That means more that you could even fathom. More that you could even understand. There's a richness. There's a wealth. So another word for the, the, the glory of God is, is, is the word kabod, and the word kabod turns for weight. It stands for riches. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. His glory, his presence, his provision. Exceedingly, abundantly, far above. Not just a little bit. Far! Far above! Far above all. Some. Pass Edgar. Some. Pass the back. Some. All. Some. Man of God. Some. I gotta read this again because because if we really understood this thing everybody would have been running around the church right about now I think I'm at a dead church or something this morning and I want to know who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above some See so me that problem I'm going through right now? It's above that. The thing that pissed me off before I came to church this morning is above that. The problem that I'm going through financially right now, above that. Oh, you, not my nagging boss that's going to try to get on my nerve tomorrow. Above that. Not my husband. Who just keeps irritating me lately? I don't even know why. Just his voice is irritating. Above that, not my late car note that they keep asking payment for. But look, I don't have it right now. Above that, is that what the word of God says? Am I reading Chinese? 
That's scripture. That's Bible. So now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Ask or think. Ask or think. Ask or think. Where y'all know my church at? Ask or think. Ask or think. Y'all here. Ask or think. Ask or think. Ask or think. Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly above all that we ask. Now I'm a very creative person. I don't know about you. I'm very creative. I mean, I, I think some crazy stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mega in my mindset. I don't know if I have any mega-minded people here, but I'm mega in my mindset. I don't think small. I think some sick, ridiculous stuff. So the word, Yabo Shandelo, see ya. The word says, see, I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. Above all, we ask or think. Above all, we pray for. Hmm, I know someone's praying today. Even the thoughts in my mind. And you know what? That would be nice if it stopped there. But it has this last part of this statement. <sighs> hmm. Woo. My God. According to the. <laughs> Ooh, but Pastor, I'm weak. Pastor, I'm tired. I just want to give up. Life is just too much for me right now. I'm just too overwhelmed. I'm just so depressed, Pastor. Oh, Pastor, Pastor, you just don't understand my trouble. You just don't understand what I, I'm, I'm going through. I feel so weak. But according to the... That worketh in the church in your bank account. Some of y'all, I don't know if y'all reading right. On your job. No, in distant past Alverna. No, just the musicians got it. No, 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 no. So you're telling me I have power in me? That's working in me right now? So why did I not sleep last night then? What was I stressing about then? Why did I about to curse and fuss some, at somebody this morning? Where I got power at work on the inside of me that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all, I can ask or think. I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition, baby. I'm not in trouble. I can look at the storm and just blow it away. Because there's power working on the inside of me. Something on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what power working in me. 
your mouth and move and be thou cast into the sea because I have power on the inside of me that's doing exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think I wish I had a church you got that revelation to begin to praise God right now I hear the Holy Ghost just saying, don't waste the next 30 days. Don't waste the next 30 days. Come on, no, don't, don't waste December. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. I hope you got this revelation this morning. There's power in you. Working in you. That's the transition that's happening. That's the trouble that's happening. Because he's at work in you. He's molding you. He's shifting you. He's preparing you for the plan that he has for you. Don't get lost in the sauce. Don't get lost in the transition. But hold on to your faith. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to what he said for you. And any opposing voice, call it a liar. Anything that comes against the word of God, call it a liar. Sometimes you have to rebuke the thoughts in your mind. Rebuke the lies that even come from your friends. If God is for me, who can be against me? If God is for me. I feel like preaching this morning because I believe that God is about to do some stuff in this church. I said, Lord, are you sure you want me to release this word this morning? He said, this is now the time, son. You're not in trouble. Stop calling it trouble. Stop calling it a problem. Stop calling it an issue. You're in transition. I'm making you. I'm molding you. I'm preparing you. I'm giving you a divine hookup. I'm giving you a setup. I'm giving you a setup. But Pastor, I had a setback. But your setback is your setup for your new level. And for some of your new dimension. Your new territory, your new promise. This is the time, this is the hour, this is the season. I wish I had a church you were in agreement this morning. I gotta close, I gotta close, I gotta close. I gotta close, I gotta close, I gotta close. Somebody give God a first second praise right now! I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. I'm not in trouble. I know what the doctor said. I know what the, I know. I know what my landlord said. I know what the.
credit company said, but I'm not in trouble. My wife might even said, but I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. I'm in transition. There's a power resting in me. There's a glory resting me in me. The potter is on the potter's wheel. And he's molding me. And he's making me. He's molding me. He's making me. And on the outside, I might look poor. And on the outside, I might look messed up. I know I might say the things you want me to say. I know I might do the things that you don't want me to do. But I'm here to tell you he's working on the inside of me. He's living on the inside of me. He's changing me. He's shifting me. He's maturing me. Hot of the books. I got to close. Oh, standing. Hallelujah. Everyone's standing all over the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You're not in trouble, brother. You're just in transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not in trouble. You're just in transition. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. He's working right now. But I don't see him, Pastor. But he's working. He's working. You don't always see what he's cooking. But he's working. He's working. He's working. It's just like a seed gets planted in the ground, but you don't see the seed begin to sprout its roots in the ground. It takes a couple of seasons before it actually comes above the surface, but it's working. It's growing. It's growing. You might not see the physical manifestation of it just yet, but know it's working. It's coming. Don't get lost in the transition. Hold on to your faith, church. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to what God has spoken. All heads bowed, eyes closed. There's some words that I share that I know are just words that will edify and build up the people. But there's some words that I know that are prophetic in nature. That it is a, a prophetic rhema word. It's a right now word that speaks to you. Will you? Thank you, Lord. your circumstance looks like I don't know what your trouble looks like but the trouble is your transition and God uses trouble he uses trouble to strengthen us to build us up to give us hope to give us direction to give us purpose and to give us destiny. Now I'm praying right now 
and every soul that's here on this altar and those who are watching by way of podcast. Father, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will begin to touch the heart of these men and women that are on this altar. Father, I know that as their faces differ, so does their need, God. Father, they need you this morning. They need you, God. God, what you allowed me to speak resonated in their hearts. God, there's something more that they need from you. So, Father, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus.